The Lord wants to do a special work here today. He wants to do something in each and every one of your lives. You're all here because God wants you here. He wants you to bind together as brothers and sisters in the Lord. And He wants to show that His anointing is on you. His anointing isn't just for the ministers. His anointing isn't just for the prophets. His anointing wasn't just for Jesus, who was the Messiah. His anointing is for each and every one of us. And what I want to talk about tonight is the anointing that God has for you. But the important thing to remember about the anointing that God has for you is that you must reach out and receive His anointing. To anoint means to rub in. When all kings and priests and any high official were placed in office in service to God, they were anointed with oil by the prophet. The reason for that was because they were representing God for that nation or for that body. (coughs) When ministers get ordained, they're anointed because the mantle of the Holy Spirit is upon them to minister the gospel. Each and every one of us are ministers of the gospel. Because the Great Commission says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creatures. That's everybody's responsibility to do. And I don't know if you've ever been witnessing to somebody, and you start just feeling something while you were talking about Jesus. That's the anointing. There's times when there's anointing that will come on you that you don't even know where it came from. You're just swinging a hammer, building a roof. And you start talking about Jesus, and the anointing comes on you, and you just feel it. At that point, you look up to God and say, Thank you, Jesus. Because that means Jesus is looking out for you. Now, I'll try to go by my notes a little bit. I'm not sure how successful I'll be. But I know one thing. You're going to hear what God wants you to hear, not what I wrote down. The text I have for tonight is Luke 4.18. Jesus talked about His anointing. Luke 4.18 is when Jesus went into the temple and opened up the book of Isaiah and quoted the prophet Isaiah saying, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. I'll read it word for word here in this uh, New Living Translation. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for He has appointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives, so that the blind will see, that the downtrodden will be freed from their oppressors, and that the time of the Lord has come. Now that was okay for him to do, to quote Isaiah and read from Isaiah in the synagogue. But he went one step further. And he really got in trouble by the Pharisees and the Sadducees for this. He followed that up by saying, This day, today, this is fulfilled in your ears. What he was saying was, Yeah, Isaiah was talking about this deliverer. And he said, I'm him. Jesus had to proclaim that he had a different kind of anointing than anybody else. He had the anointing as the Messiah. Not just anointing as a prophet. Because a Messiah has to be a priest.
priest. The Messiah has to be a prophet. The Messiah has to be a king. Jesus was all those things. He was the Messiah. He was the one that God promised to us. His anointing was different than everyone else. But the difference with Him is, His anointing now can spread to us because of the cross. His kingship. And the fact that we're His children, we are royalty in the spirit world. We then have authority. We have authority over all things that God has created. The anointing is an important part of how we exercise that authority. The prophets didn't always feel the anointing. I'm sure sometimes they got up in the morning off that hard rock they were sleeping on because sometimes the prophets weren't very popular because some of the things they had to tell the kings. So they sometimes lived out in the deserts and the wilderness and caves. And they could wake up in the morning and they probably didn't feel very anointed. But that did not diminish the fact that they were anointed. Because God chose them to be anointed. You consider Gideon. Gideon was a man who was an Israelite. He was hiding from the Midianites threshing wheat, disguising himself as a worker so that they wouldn't find him and take care of him. He was hiding in fear, lack of faith. He was definitely not an evangelist. But along comes an angel as he's threshing the wheat. He says, Gideon, God is with you, you mighty man of valor. Now Gideon could have, got a, could have done a couple things at that point. Who, me? What are you talking about? He's over there trying to hide from the Midianites. He could have ran and hid some more because he was scared. What did he do? He did worse than that. He whined. He didn't say, oh goody, God is with me. He whined. He said... Well, if God is with us, then why are we going through all this trouble? Why have we not seen all these miracles that our forefathers saw? He was a doubtful man. But yet, he was the one that God had chose to lead the army against the Midianites. The Bible says that the Lord came upon Gideon. To come upon is to clothe, to surround, to anoint. The Lord came upon him and gave him the ability to lead those armies. But along with the ability to have the anointing come upon you, he does other things. The anointing does other things than just come around you. The anointing is there so that you can be filled You must be clothed by the anointing, as Gideon was, but you also must be filled, like they were in Acts 2.4. They were all gathered in one accord in one place. They were obviously praying, having church, worshiping God, seeking God, waiting for Him to come. And the Holy Spirit fell. The anointing fell. They were all filled. So they were clothed, then they were filled. 
And as you are filled, you start to be full of the Word. You start to study the Word. You start to understand what God means in the Bible. It's just not words anymore. It comes alive to you. It's not as confusing as it was because you start to understand because the Holy Spirit helps you understand. That is the anointing doing that. The Holy Spirit anoints you so that you can understand and then present the Word to others because you have to be clothed, you have to be filled, and you have to be full of wisdom from the Word of God to be able to be used for God. And that's exactly the way Gideon was. He was a man without faith. He was a man who was hiding in bondage, a slave. But God looked at him through his eyes and said, Gideon, you are a mighty man of valor. And I am placing my mantle upon you, and you are going to do great things for the nation, for my people. It's the same anointing we all can have if we reach out and take it from the Lord. The anointing of God breaks the yoke of bondage. The anointing of God sets captives free. His anointing can do things through you that you would never thought possible. The thing about His anointing is, when God does things through you, you know it's not you. You know it's not you. You know there's no way on this earth those things could have happened through you, except for the anointing of God. Gideon conquered the Midianites by listening to God because the anointing was on him. Like I said, the prophets at times didn't wake up feeling like prophets. They didn't wake up feeling like anointed people. That didn't change the fact that they were the chosen ones, that they were anointed. And that doesn't change the fact of your anointing either. God has chosen each and every one of you to do a specific thing in the kingdom for Him. And He's placed His calling and anointing upon your life to achieve that purpose. Now what are you going to do about it? Well, sometimes, you know, life just hits a square in the face. You're overloaded. You're overburdened. Things just hit you so hard you just can't handle it. And you can't possibly think about being able to give to anybody else. you got to deal with yourself. Right? It happens to all of us, including the pastor. But you know what? That doesn't change the anointing of God. That doesn't change His purpose for your life. You can take rest in the anointing, knowing that He is there to make sure that you can handle all things through Christ who strengthens you. You can do all things through Christ. Even the hardest things, and we've all been through our own version of the hardest things that we thought we'd never get through. But yet here we are. Here's Robert. I bet you ten years ago he looked forward he wouldn't have seen today. God sees it. God knows. He knows exactly what's going to happen next. And if you want to be on His track, all you have to do is reach up your hands and say, Lord, fill me. Put your anointing on me. Let me have what you have for me. So that I can be effective use. So I can do what I was called to do, which is to go and preach the gospel, and lead others to Christ. We're not all called to be teachers or preachers or evangelists, but we are called to go. And to you, go may be 
you're living an example of a Christian life in front of people that you don't even talk to. But people hear through the grapevine, you're a Christian, and then they watch. And of course, there's a lot of people out there that have their idea of what a Christian is. And they measure you up against that false definition of a Christian. But that's all right. As long as you know that you're doing what you're supposed to do to be a Christian, you're going to fall. It's going to happen. You're going to trip. You're going to do something wrong. Sometimes you do it on purpose. Paul said, I am so bad. Paul said, I do things I don't want to do. I do things I know I'm not supposed to do, yet I do them anyway. Who's going to deliver me from this life? But he followed up to say, I thank my God, Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit and His anointing will make Jesus Christ so real in your life that you will not have to go through anything alone. And you'll know He's there with you. I don't know where I am on those. I'll just toss them in there. He wants to clothe you. He wants to fill you. He wants to give you wisdom, understanding, and knowledge to be able to do things in the kingdom for Him. He wants to use each and every one of us for the gospel, for the glory of God. Are you on board with this? Do you want to be filled? Do you want to be clothed? Do you want to have knowledge that He can give you to be used of God? Gideon was a pretty cat. There's many men in the Bible, and women, who said, who, me? No, I'm not worthy. Well, you know what? None of us are worthy. We all have our issues. We've all seen that the big evangelists that fall because they have real human beings. They're human beings. But God can still use them. You can fall. God can still use you. There's a lot of things in life that you may bring on yourself. But if you give it to God, He'll use it for His glory. Sometimes things happen. Near as we can tell, it wasn't our fault. And we did everything right. But you know what? It still happened. God can use it for His glory. All you have to do is put your perspective in mind so that you can say, you know what, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and I will get through this because the anointing is on me because God has called me to go. Do you want the anointing on you? Do you want to be filled, clothed, and full of understanding? He wants so badly to give it to you. He wants so badly to fill you, to clothe you. He wants so badly to use you. What are you going to do? When the anointing comes on you, you're supercharged. Like you have more strength than you knew you had. You could be working a 49-hour shift straight through and the anointing hits you and it's like you just got out of bed. Because the anointing is not you. It's your strength that's exhausted, but the anointing 
is limitless. You won't run out of that. You just keep sticking up your hands and say, charge me some more. It's like plugging in. Boy, that smoke. Goodness. That's why I keep moving. I am in my element. I've preached around many fires for, I don't know, 25 years, off and on. But I never like the smoke in my eyes. It just doesn't matter. Still don't like the smoke in my eyes. I like smell like smoke when I go home and all that, but smoke in my eyes is not pleasant. Even a fire needs what God provides. A fire is reaching up. Reaching up for what? Air. What God provides. If you take away the air, that fire will be out. But you know what? You take away the heat, that fire will be out. Sometimes we need a little fire under us. If we're going to be effective, you don't get a little fire under you, you're going to fall asleep. You're going to get cold. Fire has three things it needs, just like we do. It needs fuel, which is the wood. It needs air, and it needs the heat. If it loses any one of those things, it goes out. It's called a fire triangle. We need air. Spiritually, sometimes we need a little heat. And our fuel comes from God Himself. Without any one of those, your life isn't going to be as pleasant as it could be. Now, sometimes feeling the heat, getting a little too close to the fire, isn't always pleasant. But you always have to keep in perspective the fact that when the anointing is in charge and you are doing what you've been called to do, God will handle it. Because the devil, who our adversary is, (coughs) wants nothing to do with our activity in the kingdom. He is actively out to make sure you can't, you don't, you won't. He's telling you that you can't do it. He's telling you you're not qualified. He's telling you you don't have the ability. He's telling you that look at what you've done. Just how dare you try to stand up in front of somebody and talk to them about Jesus. Look at yourself. And if you listen to him, your fire will go out. Sometimes it does. This is why we come together in church. That's why we come together in camps. We can bond together. It's like pencils. You break one pencil, no problem. You put 30 of them together, it's a lot harder to break them. There's power in numbers. But you can still do it on your own. It's just not as easy. The prophets a lot of times had to live on their own. But God called them to be prophets, so He knew they could handle it. But you look at Jonah. Jonah sometimes was a spoiled brat. He didn't want Nineveh to get saved. He didn't like them. And God had to turn him around because he didn't want to do what God said. Did that change his anointing? No. He was still anointed. He still had the message. And he still had the commission to go do what God said. Just like we do. We still have the commission to go do what God says. We still have the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us telling us how to do it. We just need to jump in the water and get moving. Instead of huddling down in the boat going to sleep. 
where Jonah being thrown in the water was his uh, little fire. You don't have to beg God for his help. You just have to raise up your hand and say, God, I surrender. I'm yours. Use me. But you know the saying, be careful what you ask for, you just might get it. I'll tell you what, if you ask God to use you, He's going to use you. Because He needs us out there to collect the harvest. These days we're living in are so uncertain. These days we're living in makes you wonder sometimes who's in charge. Well, we know who's in charge. We know the end of the story. We know who wins. We know who goes where. How dare us keep it to ourselves. We need to make sure everybody knows the gospel. And there will be a day, whether it be in our lifetime, our children, our grandchildren, we don't know, there will be a day when you'll get killed for what you believe and what you proclaim. There is a day now in some countries... Christians are persecuted. They're killed all the time in other countries. It's going to work its way to America. I don't know what's going to happen to America in the end times, other than the fact that the whole world is going to have the same problem. The Christians will be gone, and the devil's going to have a heyday. But you know what? He's still going to have a heyday on God's schedule because God still has preordained exactly what's going to happen. The devil can't go too far. Just like he can't go too far with you. Just like he couldn't go too far with Job. God has his finger on you and he knows exactly what you can handle. He knows at what point that the devil must lay off of you. But as someone who is anointed, which each of you are, you have the authority and the power in the name of Jesus to tell Satan... Get back in Jesus' name. You're not doing it under your authority. You're doing it under the authority of who bought you. You were purchased with a price of the blood of the Lamb, and you have His authority because of the blood He purchased you. I work at the apartments managing things. If I go tell somebody they can't do this, or they have to do this, or they can't do this, or else, I'm not doing that under my own authority. I don't own the place. If I tell somebody they're trespassing on the property that I work at, it's not because I have a personal gripe. It's because the owner who I represent says so. It's the same thing with our Christian walk. It's the same thing with our spiritual life. We represent Christ. If this was a tangible job in representing Christ, would you be fired? Think about that. If you could relate your walk with Christ to your employment, would you have a job with Christ? Think about how you work right now for your boss. Are you representing Christ where you work? Let the anointing continually rain upon you. Let His mantle of the Holy Ghost fall upon you so that you can constantly be a blessing to everyone around you even if you don't have to use your words to do it. Because actions do speak louder than words. 
And sometimes you are the only Jesus other people will see. So as the song says, let them see in you the one in whom is all they'll ever need. Because you're the only Jesus some people will ever see. His anointing is strong. His anointing is powerful. And just like a lamp, all you've got to do to get the power to turn it on is plug in. The anointing of the Holy Ghost is there for the asking. He desires, He desires, He longs to give you His anointing. He longs to let you live in His anointing. He longs to make sure that you are taken care of at all times because of the anointing. But He won't force it on us. We have to accept it. So raise your hands and accept His anointing. Father, we thank You for Your anointing. We thank You for the power that You've given us through the Holy Spirit. You physically left this earth so You could be with us all through the Holy Spirit. Fill us, Father. Give us your whole, complete anointing. Let it fall upon each one of us, Father. Let us not be distracted by the things around us. Let's just bask, Father, in the glory of your anointing that helps us through situations that seem unbearable. Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Father. We give you glory. Because your anointing power is so evident. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise your name. Praise your name, Father. Just repeat after me right now, if you would. But only if you mean it. Father, let your mantle fall on me. Clothe me. Fill me. Give me wisdom I need. And Lord, use me. I'm your willing servant, Father. We bond together as brothers and sisters in you. And we commit to spread your word in Jesus' name. Give us the anointing power, Father. Give us the strength. Give us the wisdom. Give us the, the desire and the zeal that we need to do what you've called us to do. I thank you, Lord, for your anointing. Thank you for saving me. Now give me a charge, Father, so I can be used by you. In Jesus' name. Do you feel the anointing? God is so good. Don't ever let go of the anointing. Because He will make Himself so real in your life. You won't ever want to go without it. Jonah turned back and did it right. All the other prophets that had their ups and downs, they knew the anointing. They came back to it. David, of all people, all the things he did... The anointing was still upon him because he was the one that God chose. And look what has been wrought because of David's life and everything thereafter.
have no idea what your life is going to touch 30 years from now because of what you're doing right here tonight. But God does. So don't cheat yourself or others from the blessing that God has in store for them by shunning the anointing.